Hey everyone, this is Faith and Joe from the Pause Points podcast, and today we are going to be giving our first ever Pause Points movie review. We both saw 10 Cloverfield Lane this evening, and we just wanted to give you an idea of what our thoughts were. So, Joe, what do you think? What do I think about the mystery that is 10 Cloverfield Lane? Yes, so this movie kind of came out of nowhere. It literally started being marketed probably like, what, three months ago, around January. Nobody even knew it existed before then. Yeah, and I think the first time I saw the trailer, it was just this really serious movie and people sitting around a table, and then all of a sudden it said 10 Cloverfield Lane. And the Cloverfield came up first, remember? Yeah, and, yeah. And I remember I showed it to you, and I was like, watch this trailer, and then there was a long discussion back and forth between me and you about whether or not it had anything to do with the original Cloverfield movie that came out eight years ago. Um, and But I mean, J.J. Abrams was attached, and I, I immediately thought, oh my gosh, this is it. We're finally going to get some questions answered yeah because there were a lot of questions from that first movie cloverfield if anybody doesn't know what we're talking about there was a movie it was kind of like a a monster invasion we don't yeah we don't know if it was a monster from outer space we don't know but it was just causing wreaking havoc all over the city yes but it was a cool movie in and of itself i remember it came out around my birthday so this is kind of a a movie that's near and dear to my heart not just because it came out around my birthday, but it's J.J. Abrams' joint. He was the producer. True Goddard, I think, was the director on the first one, and I think he's the one that's done Godzilla since then and stuff. So, nope, Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves directed the first the first one. Drew Goddard's completely separate. Either way, I'm a fan of both of their works, and I knew he was attached to it. I knew J.J. Abrams was attached to it, and I'll, I'll pretty much go see anything J.J. Yeah, and does. it had a really good cast. It was a lot of fun. It was just a fun popcorn mm-hmm. movie to go to, but it had this kind of what's going on, what's, right. what's a little bit deeper in here, and there were really no questions answered throughout that movie. And it kind of kind of similar beats to this movie, really. Yeah. Yeah, a lot, of, a lot of questions up at the beginning. Some of them were answered at the end. Mm-hmm. I really so. enjoyed the movie. I think one of the things that stuck out in my mind was just the sound in general. The score was really interesting. There were moments where there was the absence of sound. Um, some of the music choices throughout were really interesting and caused you to be more in that moment. So that was something that stuck out to me from the very beginning. Yeah, I, you know, you and Chad both, when you watch a movie, you get very analytical and you look at the sound and the cinematography and all that. I am sucked into the zone. And if you guys have listened to the first podcast and the Oscar podcast, I think specifically is where we talked about these kind of things. When I sit into a movie, I, I get, whether it's a movie or a game, I get engrossed in that world fully and completely. I put myself in that world. That's all I'm focusing on. And I really got almost like a Hitchcock feel from this movie. It almost had a Hitchcockian feel. Is that a word? I just made that up. <laughs> it was very mysterious. Uh, it starts off completely, you know, no spoilers really, but it, completely silent. There's stuff going on, but there's an absence of sound. And, and I think that's what kind of struck me from the beginning. When I say about the score and the sound, like that moment at the very beginning right. when there wasn't much sound, it was just a little bit of music kind of happening right i had no idea what to expect coming into this movie I, yeah i didn't either and and you know they quickly ramped up marketing for this movie and i think it, it grabbed everyone's attention and it's yet to be seen how this will actually do i'm very interested to see how this will do this weekend especially with zootopia getting really good reviews as well mm-hmm. this movie is getting great reviews across the board 
obviously we've both seen it already, which is why we're doing this, but uh, Chad has not, which is why he's not part of this right now. He told us just go ahead and do the review. Cloverfield, I thought was awesome. It was it was a found footage. That was the only difference between that one and this one. Um, and this one is supposed to be a blood relative of that movie, not directly related, but still within the same universe. And if you see the movie, and later on when we get into spoilers, we'll we'll dive a little deeper into that. But it it does ultimately make sense in the end. Uh, but this, as a standalone movie, all on its own, was a very awesome movie. Yeah, and I thought that the choice to have such a small cast was really interesting. Um, they really had a chance to shine in different moments throughout that. I thought that John Goodman's performance was yeah. spectacular. Might have been one of his best. Yeah, maybe one of his career best performances. He kind of played kind of multiple personalities. You saw different sides of his range, which I thought was really interesting. I thought he was great in Argo as well. I thought that was oh, another yeah. great performance of that. his. I think he's finding these really cool roles later on. Um, when he's not Sully. Yeah. <laughs> from <laughs> Monsters, Inc. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I thought it was a really great little ensemble cast and they worked well off of each other. And, and he, he did a very good job specifically of, since the movie is shrouded in a lot of mystery, playing with your, actually all the characters did a good job of playing with your emotions. You didn't really know how to feel about them the whole way through the movie. Mm-hmm. They, they kind of yo-yoed you back and forth a little bit. Man, it was just, it was really, from the get-go, really had me locked in there. There was a little bit in the middle there where I thought it might have gotten a little slow, but it quickly, it quickly picked right back up and... And uh, and then the very last part of that movie just kind of goes crazy and really gets you wrapped in there. Okay, so Faith, ultimately, how did you like 10 Cloverfield Lane? I think it was kind of what I expected it to be. I was actually really impressed. This was not my first choice of a movie to see this weekend. Um, it's kind of jam-packed. I still haven't seen Deadpool Zootopia kind of interested me. There's a lot of movies out right now, but I did decide to go see 10 Cloverfield Lane out of some curiosity. I saw the first one, Cloverfield. I liked it. It probably wasn't my favorite movie ever, but I appreciated the different elements of it. You wanted to see how this tied into it. Yeah. So in the marketing, a lot of the things they showed you was from the very beginning. Things happened throughout the movie that Mm -hmm. you weren't really expecting. JJ loves the secrecy. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, He did a good job keeping everything secret. But as far as being in the kind of closed environment, I really thought they did a great job of designing the set. Yeah, I mean it kind of it kind of only takes place in one location the whole movie. For the I mean for the most part it's it's a one room movie kind of. The last Doomsday Bunker movie I saw was Blast from the Past <laughs> <laughs> with little, Alicia little Silverstone. <laughs> Totally. Yeah, so I really like that movie. Um, just that aspect of it was kind of cool to see this kind of closed environment and just seeing how a movie with such a small cast can work together. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. There were dramatic highs and lows throughout, even though it was in such a small setting. I think that it worked really well. It kept me engaged. And coming out of it, I was really much more excited than I had been going into it. And that's where that's where I think that the the director has really kind of come out on his own here because that's that's a tough movie to make for anybody, but this guy this is his first real feature length, real deal movie and and I think JJ has has kind of coached him and I have my own theories how they their relationship started. This guy's name is Dan Trachtenberg. 
this guy did a fan-made proof-of-concept movie uh, called Portal, No Escape. And I think it was kind of his push for, hey, there's there's a good story here. Let's make a movie based on the video game Portal. For those of you who don't know what that is, it's, it's hailed as one of the top video games of all time. And J.J., uh, he has actually, for a while now, been in the production process with both a movie for uh, the game Half-Life 2 and Portal, uh, which has two games in and of itself. But there is a story there, and he's been tied to that for quite some time. He actually gave an update doing uh, reviews and interviews and stuff like that for 10 Cloverfield Lane. He was asked by a couple different news outlets about those movies. And he said, yeah, they're still in process of production, pre-production. They're being written. They have people attached to, you know, moving that, that thing along, but there's no updates you can give. So it's my guess that that's how JJ probably got in touch with this guy because he's, he's got that portal connection with him. And he probably said, Hey, look, we've got this idea for this movie. It's a great idea. I'm not even sure if it was a Cloverfield universe movie at first I mean they might have it might have evolved into that down the road but he uh, he said make he probably said make this movie we'll see how you do and I'm, I'm thinking he's maybe kind of courting him to eventually direct a portal movie if he can prove himself with this first with which I think he's done a great job of doing so far yeah I thought he got some great performances out of those actors they worked really well together um, I thought visually it was interesting throughout the entire time. Set design was pretty on point. So I would I would love to see what this director can bring us next time. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I hope I hope this is kind of a jumping off point for him. So with all this said and done, with all this director talk and how JJ and Dan probably got together with Portal and stuff, this this is kind of really a really good example of kind of what we've said the basis for our podcast is what you've heard from us in the first couple of podcasts or if you've read on the website that we feel like the the world of of movie tv and and gaming is is kind of all one singular thing at this point in time they all tie into each other more now than they ever have before so i thought it was a really good yeah and i think this director choice really kind of would be a great person that would take a video game and put it into a movie. I could see that happening really well with him. Yeah, I mean, if he, if what we said before, that this wasn't even originally a Cloverfield movie, he's able to take this original idea and merge it with something like that. We already know he can direct something, you know, portal-wise and, and take that translation of a game and do a pretty good job of, of, of putting it into, you know, live-action form. Then th- this is... I, I like I said earlier, I would not be surprised if this was his kind of his uh, his test to see if he might be on on deck to direct a, a portal movie if JJ does get it going. So yeah, uh, but overall, I I loved the movie. It was actually exactly what I thought it would be, and more so. And as far as the more so goes, unless you have anything else to say, Faith, I think at this point in time we'll probably jump into the spoiler part. But did you want to give maybe? Uh, score like eventually we're gonna have why don't you explain your your rating system quickly what we're eventually gonna have in place but yeah so we're kind of gonna do a weighted rating system and we're still kind of coming up with our categories but kind of looking at everything from story to acting cinematography sound 
everything's going to kind of have a weight and then it's going to average out. I like math, so I like coming up with formulas for things. Math nerd. Yeah, I'm a little <laughs> bit of a math nerd. So um, that'll be coming in a little bit. I would say I'd give it about... On a scale of 1 to 10. An 8 to an 8.5. And that's funny to hear you say that because I know you weren't too excited going into it. So the fact that, that that's more impressive to you to me that, that you brought up to an 8.5 because... I think going into it, you were maybe closer to like a six or so expectation wise. Yeah, it wasn't the number one choice for me to see, but I'm really glad I went to see it. And that's what concerns me because I really hope both for the Cloverfield franchise and this director, this movie really kicks it in this weekend and, and actually brings people to it. If not this weekend, then maybe next weekend. Maybe it has yes, good maybe word of some mouth. word of mouth. I hope it has that, but it's going up against Utopia and Deadpool is still around. So we'll, we'll see how it goes. We'll hope for the best. We'll probably see numbers and talk about those numbers on the podcast. At this point in time, though, would you say we probably are getting into spoiler territory? Yeah, I think it's time to get into spoilerific moments. Yeah, because one of the best things about this movie is the ending. So, again, spoiler alert. This is huge. We're going to give spoilers on 10 Cloverfield Lane. If you haven't seen it, pause it right now. Yeah, this is your pause point. Your warning, our disclaimer. We're going to spoilers now so the movie starts off completely different than what i thought it was it's it's kind of her getting ready and i was thinking she's getting ready because all of this stuff is happening all around but really it's just she broke up with her boyfriend or something normal day yeah just a normal day um i mean broke off her engagement normal day kind of (laughs) yeah but it it didn't have there was nothing no chaotic scenes at the very beginning or anything actually it was very sunny outside yeah yeah it was a beautiful day apparently it's louisiana yeah Uh, i i got a little confused it took me a while until like the very end to figure out that they were at louisiana okay so first of all i'm gonna i'm gonna say this and i know i'm gonna interrupt you a little bit here i had so many questions at the end of cloverfield i loved that movie absolutely loved it but where the heck did this monster come from? Where? Yeah. And then in between the span of time where we watched it in the movie theater and I left loving it but frustrated and we got it at home on DVD and I recognized, for those of you who haven't seen Cloverfield in a long time or didn't know this existed, there's a scene at the very end because you're, you're supposed to technically be watching the length of a recorded video on someone's camcorder yeah. from beginning mm-hmm. to end. And it recorded over a day of the two characters, uh, a recording of their day that they spent at, at Coney Island Coney or something Island. like they that. They were like on the Ferris wheel or something. Yeah, and they were on the Ferris wheel, and you look off in the distance, and you hear them talking in the background. They're whispering sweet nothings in each other's ear or something like that. But it's not focused on them. It's shot out towards the ocean. And what you don't realize, unless you're looking really close, is that something hits the water. An asteroid comes or something hits the water, and this this is days before the attack on on New York. Mm -hmm. So that at least gave me some clarification, but you still didn't know, was it an alien? Was it intentional? This answers those questions. The last, what, 10 or 15 minutes of this movie really is where it ties into Cloverfield more than anywhere else. Because Mm -hmm. up until that point... You have no idea what's going on outside the bunker. Yeah, I was I was questioning the whole time what was happening outside this bunker. I had no idea. Yeah, so so clearly alien invasion. This is this is full blown alien invasion. Mm-hmm. They, my guess, and I'm I'm really I really 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 hope that from here on out we get more Cloverfield movies. That these are all part of one universe, and then maybe we almost get like a 
like I almost want to think of these movies as like so there was the first wave the attack on New York there's this movie which is almost after that like maybe that was an attack on every major city was one of those monsters maybe Paris got hit by one of these monsters and yeah I think at the very beginning when she's listening to the radio they're they're talking about blackouts and things happening so I'm I'm thinking that the entire first movie takes place during the middle of this movie. Okay. If that makes sense. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. And I really don't know how much time passed well, in this movie either. Well, that's that's a problem I have. Let me let me finish my thought and we'll okay. get into that. Because my hope is that, okay, so the attack on New York was like the first wave. Maybe this is kind of an in-between. Maybe there's another movie or two before we get to the the Avengers or the Justice League League of Cloverfield movies. Yeah, this definitely movies. feels like a build-up. Yeah, and I and I really hope that these are almost serving as individual Iron Man or Thor or Captain America yeah. movies, and then we'll finally get, because she was going off to Houston at the very end, and they were calling out for people to come and help them fight. We've taken back the su- southern part of the, the United States. They were, it was building up to let's, let's fight, let's do this, and I hope it actually brings maybe some of these characters back from each movie because I don't know as if I don't, it's been a while since I watched the original Cloverfield. I think, I think everyone like, died. Yeah, but, I think maybe one character made it. But I'd love to see her at least. She did a great job in this movie. Yeah, and then maybe it ties everything together. And this is like the fight. Maybe it's the last movie of the Cloverfield saga or whatever. But mm-hmm. still, I I almost love how this is so vaguely tied together. Yeah, there was actually moments, and if it had not been called Ten Cloverfield Lane, mm-hmm. I think I might have not thought about aliens or anything. I yeah. I thought this guy was making up this whole story all all along. I mean, I kept qu- questioning: Is there really something happening? Well, yeah, outside, he didn't even know what was going on. Or is he really yeah. just keeping her hostage? I, I I didn't know that. And then at the end, you know, kind of yeah. everything happened. Um, but he did a great job of even making me question what in the world is going on yeah. outside of this bunker. And until, you know, until honestly that those last few minutes happened, I mean, I want to get your take on it because I started geeking out as as soon as I started seeing what I thought was a helicopter off in the distance and it ends up being like an alien patrol ship. Yeah, I thought it was an alien ship. I, I could tell the shape wasn't right, but it was organic. Well for yeah, for a second there I thought, well maybe he was right. Maybe these are Russians and they have some kind of new tech or something. Mm-hmm. But then it obviously was, was alien. Yeah, it but was, like was an that alien jarring with armor. But was was that jarring for you being in such a realistic grounded world and then all of a sudden seeing a UFO all of a sudden was that did it take you out of it a little bit at all it or? didn't take me out of it because I, I mean well, nerdy, I knew what so. I was getting I knew I was get, what I was getting into yeah. so I knew when I saw it it wasn't right and I mean the name of the movie was Cloverfield yeah but even in the first movie we didn't have any confirmation that was an alien we didn't know if this was a government experiment gone wrong or what, that's the whole thing we well, didn't know you, any of that but you mentioned the meteor true, falling yeah, so I kind of knew it was something alien yeah going into it but I I was just impressed with it looked like a ship off in the distance, mm-hmm. but as it came closer, it was more like the creature from the first Avengers. It was it was a creature, but it was right. like armored and it was flying like a biomechanical. You, yeah. you got to wonder if if you've ever it was seen a cool creature. Yeah, those if, are the creatures that they show. Really, have you ever seen Battle L.A.? It kind of reminded me of that. Like maybe these things were all drones and they're being controlled by a central you know, actual person. I don't, I don't, I actually enjoyed battle LA. It wasn't the greatest movie in the world, but I loved the concept behind it. And if you remember that movie, there was a central control station and all these other things were drones being controlled by 
a main alien or control center or whatever. So I'm almost wondering if there's something similar going on there because these things all seem to be both the thing that came after her in the field and the ship itself seem to not really be that intelligent in and of themselves. They, you know, you have to wonder if... Yeah, I can see that. They're almost like attack dogs or patrol dogs in a, in, in a, in a sense. Yeah, I mean, that that's played before because when you watch even Independence Day... They had to go to the mothership to destroy it right. in order to disable everything else. Let's talk really quick, now that we're in spoiler, ter- spoiler territory. John Goodman did such a good job in this movie. I didn't know what to think about I him. I didn't know whether to love him or hate him, to believe him, or want to hit him. I changed my mind on him like three or four different times. Yeah, because the movie. he kept reinventing his story, and he just seems so genuine each time he was speaking like from the heart that I wanted to believe him. I wanted to believe that he was a good guy the whole time until. And, and it's funny because there, there are two turning points for me. The first one is where they figure out she, he probably kept some girl here, pretended that she was his daughter that he had lost through a divorce a long time ago mm-hmm. and probably killed her. And that was yeah, one turning big point. That of liquid. With oh. the, yeah, the acid. Yeah. That was, that was gross. Disturbing. But there was the other moment where she looked out and saw the truck. That was the first turning moment for me because she went outside and she was looking around. Right. She looked at the truck. I was like, well, maybe he abducted her because he really did think this was the end of the world and they were the only two people left on Earth. I was like, well, maybe he abducted her for reproductive reasons. You, you thought that he was, was gonna, kind yeah, of my right. thing. I was His like, crazy. Oh, he really thinks this is the end. Like, they're, he has to. Preserve the human preserve, race. Yeah, preserve yeah. the human race. But then he redeemed himself, and he, he called he himself out himself. on that. Yeah. And so I was like, oh, okay, I believe you again. Yeah, and, and he said, oh, I, I, I'm sorry, it was frantic, and I accidentally hit you. That's why I saved your life, uh, you know, so. Yeah, and the music was kind of all jolly from then on. You know, they were getting along, they were playing the puzzles yeah. and doing the so games. It's funny, so, I, don't even, I don't even pay attention to yeah, that. Yeah, but it, it just seemed like the tone totally changed and after that moment. she got very moment. relaxed, and yeah, she was were, almost sorry. Yeah, they were all relaxed, they were all getting along. Mm-hmm. And then that moment. Yeah. And, and it, it was just, distur- it was so disturbing. It wasn't like I was on the edge of my seat. I was just like... Oh, well, this that, guy is this so is the one creepy. thing that bothered me because they obviously found out he abducted and killed this little girl, right? So at that point in time, they start building this suit. There's only one suit, so what were they planning on doing? Because well, they they explained it. They were going to incapacitate him and tie him down while she went out. But still, and only, take, it, take only one suit. Yeah. So my thing was, I and I I know for dramatic effect, it ended up going the way it did. But my thing was, why didn't they just tell him, hey? making you they were all hunky-dory happy family at that point in time as far as he knew they could have just said hey we're making you a suit so you can go outside and see what's going on it's a it's a, you know a suit for you this is like a birthday present or something yeah he didn't have to say oh i, I stole these things because i was going to try to overpower you and i know he was trying to appeal to his crazy yeah i control thought for over... sure she was gonna say oh i was gonna i was making you an outfit yeah and, I mean, it could have been totally plausible. I don't know how you'd make it with duct tape. But, yeah. I mean, I think they could have somehow done that. But and, I, and I like that he was trying to appeal to his control that he clearly assumed that he wanted to keep over Mary Elizabeth Winston's character. Yeah. Based on what had happened to the previous girl there. I mean, obviously, he was trying to emulate his daughter through her uh, and, and try to make her his new Megan, I think was her name. So, yeah, well, I think the whole time that guy... 
He was just what? looking for ways to get rid of him. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. he didn't want him there from the beginning. Yeah. He was not part of the plan. So I wonder if he came in after he brought her to the bunker. Like, did he did he hurt his arm trying to get into the bunker after John Goodman had already brought I think the girl so. there? You I think, think so? so, because it sounded like he was ready to close the door, and he would have been closing the door after he had her He kind of screwed up his plans. Yeah, absolutely. And, I mean, also, food-wise, yeah. he was probably only planning for two people being there. But, man, he didn't waste any time as soon as he had an excuse to get rid of him. Wow. I that mean, was the big turning point. <laughs> I was shocked. <laughs> So you didn't react in the in the theater. We saw this together, and you didn't react at all. Yeah, I just, I was, I was just in shock. I, I think I was like, "Holy crap!" <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was huge. I mean, when he did that, I was like, "Okay, this guy is crazy, nuts. He, he has lost it completely." Mm-hmm. No question anymore. And at that point in time, I thought, oh, gosh, how much longer is this going to drag out? Yeah, and then he got even creepier when he went in and he had gotten, he was like clean shaven. His hair was, I mean, you could just tell he was. In dad mode. Yeah. I'm surprised he didn't start calling her Megan at some point in time. Yeah. Because it was so close to Michelle. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like, like that would have been, that would have been a trigger when he killed that guy and so, and, and got rid of him in the acid. Um, that would have been a trigger, I think, psychologically, where they could, where he could have, he could have shaved and gotten in dad mode and started calling her Megan. That would have been really creepy, but it might have been a bridge too far for this movie, especially. I think it might have been overload, especially considering how the last part of the movie completely amped up from that point on. I mean, at that point in time, from the oh, gunshot, yeah, as soon, yeah. It, I mean, that was like the start of a race, and and. Well, I mean, she tried. She tried to get rid of the outfit, hide the outfit. As soon as he found that yeah. outfit. It was on. Yeah. It was very satisfying in several different ways because he he got his comeuppance. He did, but she could she totally could have gotten that gun from him while yeah. he was under that pile. Like he they knocked over the books and I don't know. I would not I would not have gotten anywhere near him with acid dripping off of him. I would not have wanted that on me. So I yeah. I would I would might I maybe would have done the same thing she did. I might have just stayed the heck away from him. I'm, mm-hmm. I think she actually. We talk about strong female characters. I think she did a great job. Of, she did. And she didn't she make didn't any make, stupid decisions. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's that's kind of the most annoying thing. At the end, when she took off the gas mask, I was like, "Really? You're yeah. just. It's kind of like you are landing on a, a a new planet, and you just sniff the air like in Galaxy Quest. Yeah. But I but, can let that go. But let's talk about out of the frying pan and into the fire. Cause this is, this is where the Cloverfield portion kicks in mm-hmm. and she sees that ship off in the distance and things just escalate drastically from there. What did you, what did you think about how she took care of everything at that point? I, I, I really like that she didn't fall into the, any of the horror movie trope of making really stupid decisions. Yeah. I think that is just a testament to good writing. I mean, when they make those stupid decisions, I think the writers don't know where to go with that. But when she made the Molotov cocktail, that was great, and threw it right in, that was awesome. I thought for sure, you know, usually when that stuff happens in a movie, she misses and she has to do something else. But she but waited. Yeah, she waited. She until saw the him right breathe, moment. and she waited until it breathed again. She knew it was mm-hmm. coming. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. I, yeah, I thought she did a great job. So. Yeah, and the circumstances back and forth with the car, it, it made sense why she had to go and move around, try to find the keys and everything. But she was able to get out. I thought I did not think she was going to make it to the end of this movie. So you don't see, yeah, I didn't think. I think I thought she was. I thought at one point in time she was going to have to go back into the bunker and try to. Or I thought he was going to come out the other door. I'm I glad thought, he was. That was yeah, it. Done. Yeah. Blown up. He's dead. I don't. One have to worry monster's about that dead. Anymore. Let's focus on the real reason everyone's coming to see this. Yeah. <laughs> how does it tie into Cloverfield? But I loved how she took care of it. 
Um, and then I loved the clear decision she made. Like, I, I think even she was questioning, is, yeah, is something I mean, really she, happening? Yeah. Like, and then obviously with the aliens and stuff, it got confirmed. But I feel like John Goodman's character could have gone either way. I don't think he cared what was going on. This was just his excuse to lock himself in a bunker with another Megan and live out his day. He would have been perfectly happy staying down there for the rest of his life. Oh, like, yeah. This was just an excuse for him mm-hmm. to get to that point and, and, and keep her there. So, uh, no, but she made a clear decision there at the end. And when she turns off in the distance, heads towards Houston, and that beautiful, awesome shot of the lightning in the background, this clear... Yeah, with the ship. The ship. We didn't even talk about this, but that clear overlord ship just looming in the distance. Yeah, that was cool. And it looked like Houston was maybe on fire or something. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know how far Louisiana is from Houston, but... Did you want to get back to the timeline? I did. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Um, I was going to say as well. So the first movie took place in New York City, right? Right. So I kind of think back to Independence Day. It's one of my favorite movies. I watch it every single year. Um, but they say that it would take, I forget the amount of time, but they would go for the big cities first. Yeah. Eliminate those and then go to the smaller cities. So I'm guessing probably in the first wave, they would have gone to New York, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. D.C. And then at this time, they've gotten to Houston. So that's one. That's a smaller city in comparison. And they talk about power outages over the radio. Yeah, so I'm wondering how much time seaboard. went by, because I think that the whole New York movie happened in the first little bit of that, and then they probably moved on to the smaller cities. So what timeline do you think this movie took place in? So this that is, guy still had a cast. Yeah. And, and, Wait, what did you say? He he was still in the sling, so not enough time had had passed for the sling to come off. Well, that's not even the time frame question that I'm worried about. I think the time frame events of this movie is not really the question, because you see when she stitches John Goodman, you see that he's almost healed after they go through that montage of them getting along. Yeah. So, but she was still wearing the same shirt. Well, I, I doubt on. they have a lot of clothes down there. Yeah. So, um, so this actually is is one instance. In a post-apocalyptic movie, where they're not necessarily dirty, but they wear the same clothes, and there's actually a good reason for yeah, it. They looked fine. <laughs> so, because I know that gets on your nerves. I have a problem with movie dirt. Yes, yes, movie dirt. They looked fine. But here's my bigger problem, and I'm going to get kind of nerdy technical here, and, and I realize that it, it's probably more back behind the scenes production. My biggest problem is this: Cloverfield came out in 2008. Okay, mm-hmm. there was an attack on New York. And it was clearly at this point in time the start of this invasion. We are now in 2016. And for all accounts and purposes, there are several indicators in this movie that this is current day. The iPhone specifically, for one, Mm -hmm. is clearly a current, and this is me getting really tech nerd on you, this is clearly a current gen iPhone. And I don't know if this is something that they're really worrying about or whatnot, but this is clearly a current generation iPhone. The guy calls her, the iPhone's a good, you know, portion of this movie. iPhones were just coming out around the time of the first Cloverfield movie. Mm -hmm. So I feel like if they were trying to keep it around that time frame, they could have, that's one simple thing they could have done. But that did stick out in my mind just oh, because. Oh, that didn't bother me at all. I didn't even think about that. I want to go back and I want to watch the original Cloverfield and see if anybody in that movie had an iPhone. And I know that I'm getting really nitty gritty picky right now. But that's the one thing that makes me think. There were they... some phone calls at the very beginning of that movie. But was it, were they on iPhones though? My thing is, if it was supposed to take place right after the attack on New York, 
that that's an easy fix they could have made by just replacing it with a different kind of cell phone or not even show the cell phone yeah or not even show the cell phone but these are these were current vehicles current vehicles current phones just little little pieces here and there that most people probably won't even think about but that makes me think okay what's what is the real time gap in between the attack on new york is this happening years later? Was that maybe just a tester? Will they get into that later? Did this did this wave happen worldwide only now, eight years later? Or, you know, was New York just a test and the government cover that up? Or That's a good question. That's not something that I had thought about because I just kind of accepted it as it went along that it was kind of concurrent with the old movie. But that yeah. is a good thing to bring up if maybe it was just a centralized thing that happened in New York. Because there were, remember at the end of Cloverfield, they had the case file. They it was Yeah, like it's almost found, like you're reviewing it after the fact. Yeah. yeah, so that is kind of an interesting thought. It was redacted. and mm-hmm. So maybe that alien was just the first tester to see how we reacted to it. And then they learned our weaknesses, a la, you know, Independence Day style. Mm-hmm. They learned our weaknesses. That was our test. The government covered it up because, you know, like Roswell, they don't want anybody to know aliens exist. Mm-hmm. And this this is something they couldn't cover up because it was a worldwide invasion. This was the real deal. And she was caught in the middle of this thing. Because you, you would have to think, even if this thing traveled down the coast, like it landed in New York and all the major cities were attacked, you would have to think that, I don't know, events would happen quicker. I, I don't really know. It's it's there was even no mention of the attack on New York or this you know, the events of this attack is similar to the attack on New York eight years ago on the radio or something like that. You think you would have heard of something like that. But I do wonder how they're gonna explain it down the road. Is it whether or not it happened immediately afterwards or Yeah, so you know coming out of this movie, I'm really hoping for another Cloverfield and the bloodline of Cloverfield. And it could even be like this one. It doesn't have to be a straight continuation. Yeah, and of the... I like the idea of just small questions being answered every mm-hmm. once in a while. They don't have to, you know, explain everything to you. Yeah, as long as the the originality of this movie translates to the next one and is as good as this yeah, one was. Yeah, it's kind of like Bioshock. I really liked the underwater city, but I also liked the cloud city. So, yeah, you know, it has an overarching narrative for the yeah, most part. So just tie it, make sure you tie it together yeah. in a realistic way. Don't just tie it together in name only. Make sure that the reasoning is there. But I would love them for them to ultimately, like I said, have an Avengers Justice League type Cloverfield. Like, this is it. This is the final battle. Mm-hmm. All the questions answered. Either this is the last one or we're going to see where it goes from here. But let's. Little snippets and answers and questions are that's fine. I love it, but yeah. let's 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 and keep get... it a secret like this one. Yeah, I mean, do a great job. Oh, that was them. great. I mean, I loved the way they presented this movie because sometimes I think they can hype a movie for too long. Yeah, and this was just perfect. I just I just hope though that it works in their favor financially because I know JJ loves his secrets and I'm sure he had to do a lot of convincing at Paramount to let him take this kind of a marketing risk. Uh, I mean, they only marketed this movie for, what, about three months before it's already out? but you got to think, what was the budget on this movie? I mean, all of the budget was in the last 10 minutes. Everything else took place in one bunker. Yeah. So, I mean, there was like a crash, and that didn't really do much. Explosion, and that's it. So, yeah. And I feel like it was just so secretive. Maybe those three people were the only three, that was the only involvement for a long time until they had to go to and they had a different name for the production yeah 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 so good so like we said we we, you know we loved it we gave it an eight eight point five i would say on a scale one to ten so 
So just some movies you might be interested in if you liked this one. Go mm. watch Independence Day. Yeah. <laughs> and Blast from the Past. <laughs> and the original Cloverfield. If if yeah. you're listening to this right now and you had absolutely no idea whatsoever that it was tied to another movie that came out of years ago, which is totally un- understandable because it's such a long span of time, go watch the original Cloverfield. It came out... Uh, around the the beginning of the found footage era of movies, but it was one of the first ones to do it. So it wasn't a cop-out. It wasn't copying. It actually did a good job of being one of those first ones up there with Blair Witch Project that actually did it good, did it right, and was one of the, the forefront movies, you know, kind of taking that that type of filmmaking. So yeah. go watch that. Yeah. Okay. So either way... What are you, Joe? <laughs> So either way, let us know what you thought. This is obviously our first review. We're probably going to take this this type of uh, format moving forward with reviews. Chad might do some reviews on his own. Faith might do one on her own. Faith might do one with Chad. It's it's really going to going to go however we really see these movies and what our level of interest is in these movies whether we're doing a video game review or a movie review it'll probably take this kind of format where we talk about it spoiler free and then we really kick in uh into spoiler territory and we really get into the nitty-gritty of it so let us know what you thought of this review the format cloverfield everything let us know in in uh at facebook on our Facebook page, Twitter at pause underscore points. And obviously you can always write in and email us at questions at pausepointspodcast.com. Don't forget to leave us reviews and, and uh, subscribe as well. So anything else, Faith? I think that'll be it. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the movie. We'll talk to you soon.